Welcome to the Why Wait Podcast. My name is Julie. My name is Beth, and we are your hosts. We are two sisters who love life coaching and are ready to ask you the question, why wait? Life is precious, and too many times we hold back, have fear or believe thoughts that leave us waiting. We understand we've been there. Join us as we help you progress and find personal fulfillment through knowledge as we teach you tools that will enable you to love yourself more fully and improve your own life. No more waiting. Let's go. Good morning. Welcome to the Why Wait podcast. I'm your host, Julie, and Beth is here with us too. Hello. Okay. Today we want to talk about um, a subject around the body, around the W-E-I-G-H-T of our bodies kind of. And, And one thing we've noticed recently is that There is not a lot of contentment around our bodies, and we have yet to meet a woman that's like, I am completely happy in my body. I love it. There's nothing I would change. And I think this thing is good and bad, right? We're supposed to want to progress, yet um, we don't want to be living in shame of our bodies. Um. The thing that, like when Julie and I talked about doing this, really, when we launched our first, our name, why wait with a double con or a double meaning, we just feel like, how can we get to a place as women where, okay, our bodies might not be exactly what we want. We might not be fully content with them, but we can get rid of the noise and the static that is causing us to spiral down into negative thoughts, negative feelings, um, actions that aren't aligning with what we really desire and just being at peace with who we are and accepting ourselves and our bodies. And I really, I think that unfortunately we live in a society that is extremely focused on the physical body (laughs) and if you have a certain body, there's this false belief that then you should feel a certain way. Mm-hmm. But I have to tell you, because I, I went to the, I went to a gym for many years and I have many friends that are CrossFit trainers and athletes and total workout buffs. And I, I want you to know, even at the body that you might think in your mind, that's the perfect body, or that's what I want. I have never talked to any of them ever that have said, I love where my body's at right now. I feel amazing. They're all like, you know what? I need to work harder. I want to work on my butt. I want to work on my legs. I want to work on my arms, my shoulders. I don't like where my triceps, like all of them. So Hmm. no matter where you get, there's just not a level of contentment. Yeah. There's no finish line, right? We teach that in our thoughts and in our goals too. Like if we're constantly trying to reach this finish line, that's unobtainable you won't be content because it's, it's not possible. And I kind of think like this house we moved into two years ago, you get one thing done and you're like, ah, but then you notice the next thing you want to do, or you start focusing on, you know, and that honestly, like, I think the problem is we use it against ourselves when we need to just like embrace it and realize like, oh no, this is actually great because this is the human mind and the spirit that, that is driving us for progress. We just have to quiet the, the tricky thoughts that aren't 
helpful that come in, I think, through the world of like, you should look like her or you shouldn't eat like that because, I mean, we use a lot of fear base of like, well, in 20 years, I want to make sure I'm like this. So I'm going to worry about that right now and overeat and stress eat because I don't want to be like that then. And it's like, no, let's just first step is gratitude for our physical bodies, wherever they're at realizing like we have it better than most people. Right. And then um, choosing to look at all the good things and still, we still want to improve, but we have to quiet the negativity and the comparison, I think is what's really causing the damage internally. Yeah. And I personally, I, I told Julie, I'm, I, I want to share with you and I kind of alluded to a lot of it um, in the beginning of our podcast, when we were doing our why weight um, program uh, workshop, but um, I, after I had my kids, I decided that I just really wanted to start working out again because I spent my whole life as a child outside riding bikes, playing in the yard, playing football, basketball, baseball, running, swimming, jumping, hiding, building forts. I mean, that was my life. And, you know, when you get married and you have kids, um, you know, that was my focus, you know, and, and we had, you know, six kids, I had 10 pregnancies. We were busy and I loved it. That was my life. That's what I wanted. But I came to a point where I was like, you know, I really kind of need this gym therapy or this workout therapy that will help me get those endorphins and those that dopamine hit and, you know, feel a little bit better with some more serotonin bathe in my brain. But what happens is, is when you start seeing progress, it can become a little obsessive. And from my childhood, I, I mean, I love my mom, but she really struggled with her body. She was never, ever content. I don't ever recall my mother complimenting her body. And then when I went into sports, I never thought about that stuff until I started getting around other girls. And I had a foster sister that would point out to me like the fat on my body. And I love her, but I didn't even know what that was until that point. And then I had coaches that were super intense and would check my body fat and use calipers and have us working out and running on Saturdays. And so you see, it becomes like a warped brain mindset. Like my mm -hmm. mind wasn't thinking correctly. So I start going to the gym after I have Gannon and I'm working out and my body's starting to transform. It's recompositioning. And I thought in the beginning, well, when I go and if I could achieve that, I'm going to be completely content. The truth was I wasn't, I was like, okay, what more can I do? What's the next trick? What can mm -hmm. I pull out to try to get this, get this a little bit deeper? So mm -hmm. a keto, I did keto for six years, you know, um, I just, I didn't, I wasn't necessarily trying because to me, keto is a way of life. So, but it just was never complete contentment. And finally, two summers ago in 2021, we went to Yellowstone park with our kids. And I remember being at the park the first day with them and just worrying about what I was going to eat. Did I have the, the stuff I need, you know, with no carbs and, and I was watching my family. They wanted to go get ice cream cones after we rode horses together. And I thought, what am I doing? Why am I doing this to myself? I'm perpetuating in my forties, this behavior of discontent. And so I said, I'm done. I literally in Yellowstone park at an ice cream parlor, all of them, we were in a long line 
and I got an ice cream bowl and I sat on the grass with my kids and we had a wonderful time together. And I just decided in my brain, I'm done with the drama. I am now going to work on my head. So I have spent the last two years really, really working on my head. I have worked on loving Beth. And even though my body isn't where it has been, it's okay because I wasn't content then. So I've decided I'm going to be content with where I'm at now. I'm going to love myself now. And the great thing is, is I can work. I have everything at my fingertips to get the body I want if I choose to, but I am working on my head and changing my thoughts around my body. Mm, So good. And again, like, as I heard you talking, it was just like, yeah, I think, I think it's such a good thing to continue to improve ourselves. I think the tricky part comes in where we're like, um, look, I've achieved this, but you still are terrible. You know, that's kind of where we drive our, our next shift from instead of like, look at what you have achieved. Now, what do you want to do? Like how fun we have these amazing bodies that are tools for serving others, for birthing children, for, you know, being these incredible humans in in life, yet we're like constantly beating on it or treating it badly instead of being like, wow, look at all you've accomplished. What's next in our next life. And, and achieving those goals from a healthier mindset becomes just all the difference. You could go to the gym every day under the mindset of that, like obsession or like, look at this body that moves and like, oh, I feel so good and all of that. And what a different result you'll have in your life. Um, I, so I was gastric, I was gastric bypass. This is the terms I use. I hear them. I'm like, wait, I got gastric bypass when I was like 20. I'm 42 this year. And um, so 22 years and best thing I ever did. But again, like you would think you did that surgery. Now it's smooth sailing. And it's like, nope, my entire life, I still have to watch what I eat and diet and exercise and be mindful, you know, and there's side effects that come with the surgery that you have to also take care of. So there's no such thing as free lunch. And there's your body is always going to be a mechanism that you have to feed and nurture and take care of and keep progressing, but shift your mind away from it's because I'm terrible or I'm not good enough or I'm not pretty enough, right? I'm not thin enough to, I'm so grateful. And I love this body so much. I want it to be the best it can be today. Right. Yeah. I think that focus of just today will help. I can think of when like, um, oh, I have so many experiences when, (laughs) um, I went through a divorce and then right after that, you know, I had a little extra time. So I was like, I really want to focus on my physical health. And I remember I've always been one that's exercised and gone to the gym and stuff. So I remember hiring a trainer and enjoying the process. Like I remember hiring him for six weeks and I kind of cut back on my food a little, but, um, he was kind of a family friend and I was dating rich at the time and my body changed without me noticing. Like I can remember I was swimming one day and it was my brother and my mom were like, Whoa, you've got like muscles and me kind of looking down and being like, yeah, pretty good. But it wasn't because it wasn't quite that focused, right? Like it happened and I was happy and the time flew and I wasn't like white knuckling through it because of where my brain space was. And then flash forward many months later, we get married. And I remember being pretty content with how I looked like I was still self-conscious about my arms. I always am. I think they're too big. And a lot of that comes from 
voices in my head that other people have told me, but, um, but I felt, I felt pretty good. And then you, we went in through infertility and I gained weight and I lost weight. And then we have babies and all of that in between and after, and like, after you have a baby, oh my gosh, your body's a train wreck. Like that's those, if you haven't had a baby ladies, I'm sorry, but you come home and you think that everything's going to just snap back. And you're like met left with this mess. <laughs> and so that's, you know, at the most tired time of your life and you're happy yet talk about next level, trying to be content and grateful for this, what this body just went through it and having patience, right? Knowing that it's going to take some time. And so we want to give you an acronym, an acronym for kind of how, okay. So it's like, yeah, we're, we're telling you that you might have noticed these thoughts in your head. Um, this is a pattern you might be stuck in. You might be emotionally eating. You might be not even looking in the mirror because you don't want to see what's in front of you, which we've all done that or getting on the scale because you don't want to be accountable. And so we just wanted to give you a quick acronym that maybe you could start applying in your life. And it's, we came up with now N O W and the first one stands for neutralize. So thoughts are just thoughts. So when you look in the mirror, you can choose to think, I love you. I'm so grateful. Or wow, look how terrible you look, look how much weight you've gained or whatever you're, you're doing. Try and just look at those thoughts and neutralize them. They're literally sentences in your mind that you can choose to change or not. So be aware and try and neutralize them and realize you have a body. That's it. Well, and your thoughts are not you. Yes. They are not you at all. So you have to separate them. You need to pull them away. And one thing that I think is huge, I mean, from my, from who I am, if it means that you write a letter to yourself and you tell yourself all the things that you're going to say goodbye to, you're going to just neutralize all those things that were not serving you any well at all. Um, I was just talking to my daughter before we started recording, uh, Julie and I, before we jumped on together and she had a friend that um, in five weeks, he decided to get married to this girl and he, she's kind of lost this best friend that she had all during school. And she chose to sit down and write a letter to neutralize the drama around the thoughts of it's over because he's now getting married and I'm a girl. And obviously I can't be super good friends with him since he's getting married. And she goes, mom, I've spent the whole week. I don't I'm not worrying about it anymore. So I think sometimes just put, writing a letter to ourselves or putting it down on paper and just freeing our brain of that power totally neutralizes the situation. Yes. I love it. Okay. Then once you kind of see what's coming in and that it's all lies and that literally the only part of science is that you have this body. And if you're standing Bravo, if you're breathing even better, you know what I mean? Like let's take it down to the bare bones, neutralize it, and then build it up by offering the O is going to stand for offering. You're going to offer yourself some thoughts that work because I can tell you be grateful and that might not work for you. Or I can tell you, um, you know, love your legs that they walk or your hands that they can work or your, your eyes that they can see, but you might not be there yet. So you're going to offer yourself some new thoughts and you will literally feel it in your body when it, when it's the right one, you'll kind of feel like a, or a, a letdown or some peace. Like you'll, it'll be audible. I think, I feel like is, is what's always happened for me. And sometimes it takes a little bit of playing around or writing it down. And you'll find one that's, that gives you some positive emotion. And you're going to repeat that 
right? And um, the next one is okay. Before we say uh, the yeah, next one, the- <laughs> that was actually one thing uh, that I did when we got back from home from Yellowstone. I had um, a couple thoughts that I literally would just say to myself all the time. I would be walking, I'd be in the house, I would say it as if it was true. And even though I knew it wasn't necessarily true, but I was, I was telling my brain, this is true. You are beautiful. You know, you are completely exactly where you're supposed to be in all as well. And I just would constantly tell myself that, tell myself that, tell myself that all the time. Yes. And, and it's always like when I watch coaches yell at my kids, right. He's so dumb on sports. Like, I just feel like, come on, like, really? We're, we're at this stage of life and you still are thinking that's going to work the best, better than being like, Hey, Isabella, you know what I see in you? Amazing, strong legs kick harder. You know what I mean? Like use those strong legs versus like, look at that. Like they just yell, they yell and they shame. And they think that these children are going to improve and thrive under that. And it's not the case. I'm sorry. They'll do it out of anger, but over time, it's not resentment. Yeah. You're not going to get your best. So don't do the same thing to yourself. Um, find a thought like those things, like all is well, you're capable of anything. Um, I'm so grateful for this body. I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for my skin. Like gratitude brings down the shame and allows those thoughts to rise up. So offer yourself thoughts. And then the last one that feeds into that is W work, uh, body contentment, is a skill and skills and talents are lost. If you don't use them, use them or lose them. Right. So I can learn to, sew. if I quit doing it for 15 years and I sit down, I'm going to be like, Oh crap, how do I thread this machine again? And I've done this. Right. So if the more we use the skill of learning to be content with our body, the stronger it's going to get. So neutralize, offer new thoughts and then work at it. Continually say those thoughts. And I heard something recently that really resonated with me. Don't have dead man goals. Don't have dead women goals. Yeah. A dead woman can't eat a dead, like fuel your body. Like they don't drink. They don't do the things that you're saying. I don't, I want to stop doing this. I don't want to eat sugar. I don't want, um, I want to work out. Like when you're dead, you can't do any of that. Yeah. So don't have dead man goals. Like be realistic. Ah. Like, what can you work at doing? What do you have the capability of working for? Because one of the acronyms we've used, I used way back that I got from um, this uh, therapist was Puck. It's we all experience pain. There's uncertainty in this life, no matter what, and we need constant work. And so with this little acronym that Julie and I with neutralize, offer a new thought and work at it. That's what life is about. And you're alive. You're not dead. And when you're dead, your body won't want any of those things. And that's yes. great. So and let guess your body worry about that when you're in the ground. <laughs> and guess what? As soon as you offer yourself the dead man goals, your body freaks out because its job is to keep you alive. So when I'm working with someone that's trying to, to um, better their eating and you start pulling food away, your brain knows like, nope. We're That's supposed to goal. eat. Stop. That's so good. <laughs> yeah. So dead man goals will cause your brain to spiral and you'll actually want to eat more because it will think, oh no, she's going to kill us. Let's, let's store some food for the winter. <laughs> yes. I love it. Okay. So 
go to work and use this. Try it. Julie and I, we are putting together a extended, how do you want to call it, Julie? Program. 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 Um, membership content that's that's going to be targeted around your mental and physical health. Because no matter which way we go, it's the common thread we hear among women, our age, all ages, doesn't matter. It doesn't stop. And so obviously it's a common denominator. It's a common thread that we all need help on. And along the way it fixes everything else. So, yeah. So thank you for listening to this podcast today and we hope you have a great week. Thanks for joining us today on our Why Wait podcast. If you want to share us with your family and friends, we would love it. The best way to do that is to leave us a review on iTunes or on any podcast platform that you are listening to us on. Also, as our gift to you, we have free Friday coaching every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. The link will be in the show notes and we would love to see you there. Have a great week.